Here we go again. Oh, yes. Here we go again, people. Hello, I am Taz, and welcome to the 699th episode of the Taz Show. Thanks for downloading this episode. That's no joke. It is 699 if you're just joining, uh, if you never listened to me before. Thanks for downloading the show at radio.com on the radio, radio.com app on the website. I appreciate that. Maybe you're downloading on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you're pulling in the Taz Show. Well, I appreciate that very much uh, because that means that I'm a major part of what you're doing uh, in your day or evening or morning or what have you. So if you're not subscribing to the show, you need to. Because, listen, I don't think uh, that um, the company uh, and CBS into Entercom would keep me around this long for 699 episodes if I wasn't badass because i am the best at this watch this episode you'll see i'm really good at this this podcast shit so um no i could look at um uh real quick on the whole 699 deal um because before you know it here uh, probably this week you're gonna get another podcast it's gonna be episode 700 700 as i like to call it so uh, I might forget some people on the 700 episode, so I because there's a lot of people to thank, and and I'm not just I, I I guess getting into the fan talking about the regular listeners from when the Taz show was live daily with video or the podcast version whatever. There's a bunch of hardcore fans, I guess super fans of the Taz show and of of my content. I'll, I'll thank them probably in episode 700. 700. In this episode, uh, real quick right here, I do want to thank... Oh, by the way, we're going to talk about catch wrestling. You're going to like this. <laughs> and I'm going to break down a, a match of two current awesome wrestlers from uh, MLW. That way, wrestling from MLW. I'll do that in this episode, too, besides talking about the 699th episode. So just humor me for a second. I do need to thank a lot of people um, that, that helped from helped make this thing possible. It sounds like a cliche thank you. Uh, I want to thank everyone who made this possible and, uh, you know, but I really do. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that behind the scenes that really helped and, um, you know, the original producer of the Taz show was Seth. Okay. Seth, uh, Seth just has been a part of so many episodes on the air, but behind the scenes and one of the, one of the main reasons why the show happened, him along with uh, big-time EVP Jones, big executive that was with CBS for a very long time, a uh, gentleman by the name of Chris Olivero, um, big big boss Jones. Uh, without without Chris, uh, there would be no Taz show. There would be no nothing, no no Taz presence with CBS into Entercom, none of that. I mean, he, he really was a big part of giving me the opportunity um, and believing in me. And being a believer in professional wrestling and being a fan of WWF old school, WWE now, ECW back in the day, Nitro, like, you know, WCW. Uh, for a big boss and a cool dude, man, really was a supporter of the wrestling business and believed in it. So I have to thank 
Chris uh, for the opportunities that he has given me throughout my career, and that's the truth. Um, Seth, uh, Chris together had a, a, you know, Chris, I guess, brought it up. I don't know how it worked. And Seth was in this meeting with all the big bosses about, I guess, five years ago. And then, um, it came up about doing wrestling, doing a wrestling podcast on, on a podcast network back then that was called play it play.it, which is Gonski. Now, uh, thanks for coming. And I was one of the original play it shows. I was on their new podcast network. I was, I got the opportunity to be the, the wrestling guy. So Seth and I, uh, Seth is my producer, we, we just got rolling. And then uh, we, it, with about four or five episodes in, they, they wanted to go daily with this thing. And, um, and it was cool. I, I guess I should be doing all this on the 700 episode. What a jerk I am. But you know what? I'm just, I'm passionate. Because the 700 episode, I'm fucking all over the map because I'm mad at myself now. But you know what? No, I'm cool. I'm going to keep doing this like this and then get into talking about catch. Um, because on the 700 episode, I'm telling you right now, Stooge Jones, what we're doing on 700 episode, no guest, no guest at all. Okay. You know, you know how I roll. I don't make a big fucking deal. Nothing. Okay. It's my gimmick. It's about the people. Big baby face now I am. It's all about you people that download the show. So what right now in the way the Taz show is done format wise is the best way for you, the audience to get involved with the Taz show. Well, that's a simple thing. That's called Taz Hall. That's correct. That's called Taz Hall. And the Taz Hall is will be the 700th episode. We'll do a Taz Hall where you guys can ask questions and then I will shout you guys out and answer them. You know, I mean, it's not the same as live phones like we used to have, but maybe one day we'll have that again. You never know. But I digress. That'll be seven Hondo. Right now, this is six ninety nine. And before I get into talking about catch wrestling and stuff like that and, and, and my thoughts and feelings on it and uh, and 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 getting into breaking down, I'm basically going to do I'm going to break down a match uh, from MLW with Timothy Thatcher and, and David Boy Smith Jr. That's what's going to happen. I'll give you a time cue where to, you know, where to, to catch up. We'll go to a break before we go. To, we're not going to a break now. When we go to break, I'm laying this shit out for you. I'll give you guys a heads up. I'll say, here's the deal, jobbers. This is the time code you go to. And then I'm going to, we're going to do a watch along Jones. We're going to watch along this MLW match. It's free Jones freebie on the, uh, on the YouTubes, but let me back up now. So, so Seth and I, uh, Seth as the producer, we got rolling, and then the show, I don't know, four or five episodes in, maybe six episodes, I, I can't remember, it was a long time ago, there, you know, it was like, well, let's, the, you know, the bosses, and, and you know, uh, a guy named Ezra, another guy I need to thank, uh, who is no longer with the company, neither, he was another big boss, him along with, with Olivero, they were the two power figures of the deal, and they were like, let's, let's see if Taz wants to do live daily and um and and with video and that's how it all basically broke down and then it, we were off to the races so i i have to thank obviously seth and ezra and obviously chris olivero which i thanked and the captain was a, a regular steady diet producers which i've had a lot of them so thank you so much for all the contributions from all the producers like the captain obviously dennis jones lumberjack jones it was great with dennis okay for sure great with the captain robbie big robbie rosenhaus the viking himself big thanks and shout out to big rob no doubt about that video brian was our main video director for the taz show and which he did an awesome job and he's doing great in his own business now he ended up leaving the company and i believe he's doing um 
what's the uh the flyby gimmicks with the camera I'm drawing a blank uh, drone jones drones yes drones drone he's a big drone guy he drones like over drones i don't know what he's droning but he's got a big business he's doing well and i'm happy for brian love brian so good deal video brian Anthony, you know, Anthony, right? Anthony learned how to do video, video producing. Anthony was a radio producer. And then Anthony, he learned how to do the video producing from Brian when Brian was leaving. So Ant learned. And now what does Ant do? Well, for the great Mike Francesa here in the Tri-State area, Anthony runs like some of his video for his app. Okay. How awesome is that? So Ant's got an opportunity to, to advance his career in, in, in something he learned on the Taz show. So Ant, you're welcome. <laughs> no thank you Ant, and obviously thank you video brian handsome johnny ah oh, he's the man he's a call screener extraordinaire very handsome man would come in every morning at 7 a.m smelling like vodka wearing the same sports jacket he wore the night before at the club yeah and this was like on a wednesday so that was handsome johnny who i love so uh special thank you to handsome johnny you know big steady diet part of the show um you know and and obviously i like i said with the fans of the show I, you know, I, I I can't thank them enough, and that's what I'll probably do in the beginning uh, at some point in the, um, you know, in the, uh, what do you call it, in the 700 episode, because it was really, it's just, re- it's really, and it's still rolling, it's really been great, um, uh, it's it's just been, you know, I can't thank you people enough, you, you guys just have, have stuck with me throughout the whole thing, um, it's, it's been awesome, it really has, and it, it, it I never expected this thing to get as big as it got and and grow like it grew. I I really never did. I really never did. And not that I'm negative on myself or nothing like that. I just didn't expect it to happen. I just just didn't think that <laughs> it would get that big, you know, and it did, you know. So it's like I I, I never thought it would get to 700 episodes. So I, I don't know what else to say about it except just say thank you. And, um, you know, it's just just – amazing and uh, i it just it sounds so cliche i'm trying to think of a different words because i hate cliches but i it couldn't happen without all you guys you know all you guys and 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 i'll try to get into naming a lot of fans if i can um on what do you call it uh, on, uh with the, on when we do the 700 episode but i mean some of the ones that stick out some of the real supporters of the show that really helped a lot obviously um guys like the chan man guys like lean mean thank you thank you guys like the kingsman thank you guys like speakerphone jones thank you um uh, you know big time you know for sure um you know obviously i got to mention a guy who's no longer dealing with the show or never i don't know if he still listens but i ran into him because he's doing a lot of stuff for conrad thompson and that's dave silver so i got to thank dave silver um, I got to shout him out and thank him because he he helped out a lot with the show too from afar. So uh, way before all these other guys were doing podcasts, you know, when I was doing my show, my daily show, you know, and and he helped out from afar. And and the first time I met him was a few months ago in Vegas when I was at Starcast. So, you know, so thank you to him. Uh, you know what I mean? So so it's appreciated. And someone else I need to thank that's been a regular part of the Taz show. It was obviously PWO, PW Insider's own Mike Johnson. And, you know, Mike Johnson has been a, a regular part of the show for a long time. And he's a, a close personal friend, as the late, great mean Gene Oakland would say. And you know what, man? Um, I can't thank Mike enough. So, and there's going to be more thank yous coming to 700 episode. 
and uh, obviously I'll shout more fans out, and I, I'm going to forget someone, obviously, and it's just that's what makes it tough because it's a lot. After all these episodes, it's tough. So that's why somebody was telling me in the company, said, listen, don't even just don't even bother thanking. Just give one big thank you to everyone, and then so in case you don't forget anyone, and I understand that that mindset. I just feel awkward. I just feel like weird to do that because I, it, I it's been such a personal fun tight ride you know what i mean like and it's tough to just you know not name drop people that have helped and worked on a show or or support the show from afar like like fans you know and and you know and and you guys are all mature enough to know if i do forget to name someone or if i have you know don't get mad i it's not uh it's not meant like that at all it's just it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's just a lot of people. And I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm really, I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm, I'm extremely, uh, you know, I'm extremely flattered by the love and support and that I got this far with this thing. And who knows how long it's going to keep going. I'm not sure. Um, I try to give you as much unfiltered, raw content. Um, oh, you know who I forgot to thank? By the way, side note. Um, one, of, one of our interns. We have a lot of, we've had a lot of interns on the Taz show when it was a daily show. A lot of interns. But the young lady, Jasmine, Jasmine Pack, she was, she made one of the biggest in, uh, impacts on the Taz show and was just an awesome girl. She was a, a student at Cal Berkeley and she was for the summer interning in New York City at CBS Radio and they had put her on my show. And it's like she was the only girl on the show and just fit right in like a glove. You know what I mean? Like it was great. And, and, uh, and then she went back to school, but she was awesome. And, the only other female, well, that had a, a major impact, bigger than Jasmine's impact, too, was obviously Katie Linendahl, who I can't thank enough, a close friend of mine. And Katie, just a massive part of the Taz Show success. Thank you, Katie, for everything, for sure. Uh, you're a great person and a super successful woman. And I uh, love you for sure. And it's awesome. So, all right, look, enough of the baby face shit. Okay, enough. Okay, it's time to do the Taz Show. Okay, I'm I'm over here. I, I'm I'm telling you stories. It's like old school. Remember, like Taz Tales. You guys remember that? Boys and girls, pull up your stools. It is now time for Taz Tales. I just gave you one big one, so there's no Taz Tale. But those Taz Show original fans, they remember that little gimmick there. So that was awesome. Um, <laughs> we figured we'd hit you up with that. Uh, la 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 la. Other thing I'm gonna get into before I talk about catch. Okay, thanks again for every, every thanks to, again to everybody. Enough, 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 enough of the bullshit. Uh, Tony Schiavone, congrats to Tony Schiavone. Okay, Tony's a great guy, uh, super successful man, and a uh, legendary announcer all his years in the NWA, and he's worked his work and contributions to the business. And as of late, he was working for MLW on a regular basis, which I still believe. He will continue to, but I'm congratulating him on his uh, big contract, his big, the big news of him, meaning Tony, going to AEW. So congrats to one of the best play-by-plays, one of the better play-by-play guys in the history of the business. And there's a, there's a good handful of them, and I put Tony in that. You know, uh, Tony's great. His voice is just, uh, you hear his voice and you think wrestling, and especially that old NWA stuff, that great stuff, or WCW, Nitro Jones, all that shit. Uh, Tony's the man. Uh, so I want to say congrats to Tony Schiavone and and shout him out. Also, I believe what AEW, you know, it'll be apparently on, on their show, the TV show, it'll be JR handling announcing duties. So you got JR and you got Tony Schiavone, two legends right there. So that's a big deal. And you got Excalibur also who does a good job. 
So those three guys, I, I'll be interested to see how the chemistry is. I got a feeling they're going to do pretty good together. I feel like it's going to work. So I wish them nothing but the best and good luck to them. Um, but a, one more thing on Tony Schiavone. I believe also Tony, I don't know the title because I don't remember it. I was reading it the other day. Um, he's going to have some sort of a producing role backstage, like behind the scenes in production to some degree. I could be wrong a little bit on that, but I don't think I am. I just wanted to bring it up and put Tony over again for something else besides his announcing abilities. But Tony is, you know, I, I didn't realize how talented of a backstage producer he is until I went to Starkiss in Las Vegas. He was running a lot of the backstage production for Conrad because the Starkiss event was huge in Vegas at Caesars Palace. It's big, big conference rooms and ballrooms. And there was signings going on all over the place. There, you know, there was camera crews everywhere with the streaming uh, fight gimmick. All the stuff. I did my live podcast there. And there was a bunch of guys uh, doing live podcasts. You know, Tony Schiavone was running production on all of this stuff. And, uh, and his son, who I believe works for one of the big TV networks. Can't recall if it's on the sports side, if it's ESPN or Fox, I'm drawing a blank, I apologize. And Tony's son, another super talented person, just like his dad, and was running production with his dad. I'm just saying, I was obviously very you know, impressed, not impressed, like happy that, oh, wow, AW's got, now they got Shivani too, doing a play-by-play, that's legit, uh, with JR. But when I was reading that he's going to do some backstage on the production end, I'm like, oh, that's a smart deal right there. Because this guy is what we call in the business, which I don't know if the term is still used a lot, but it's called a showrunner. And that's what he was doing for, at StarCast. He was a showrunner. So backstage running the production of the show, overseeing like an executive producer, but not in the truck. Like just really, really was tremendous. So shout Tony out, let him know, hit him up on the Twitter, let him know that, that your boy Taz put him over. So, uh, and said congrats to him. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, JR, Tony, and Excalibur on AEW. So that's good stuff there. Whew, man, even get into like catch convo yet. And I'm already a little parched because that's what happens when you talk as much as me. That's the problem. Well, it's about that time. Water break time, ladies and gentlemen, 699 episodes of the water break, which by the way, hold on, pause, hold on, hold on. Oh, amazing jokes. All right, so the water break, little history, little history lesson on the water break. This was not the big jug I'm filling up. It's like one of those big giant ones in the cartoons with the rope as a handle. Anyway. The water break is a newer element on the Taz show. It's newer, meaning like the past, I don't know, seven, eight months, something like that, eight months. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It wasn't part of many of these episodes. So it's something, a new element. I keep evolving. I keep changing. That's what I do. I'm a very talented man, um, and uh, that's how I roll. Okay? That's the uh, same. All right, catch wrestling. So, Okay. This is something that I am a, a big fan of and believer of, and I incorporated years ago in my offense as a wrestler way back when. And Catch has been around for decades upon decades upon decades in, in, in you know, just years and years. I mean, multiple, 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 multiple decades, right? Um, something that's been around and, and some of the great uh, uh great athletes and wrestlers that 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 are known for catch to show you how old school back from 
obviously Carl Gotch, Frank Gotch, uh, Billy Robinson, you know, some of the great ones, uh, you know, m- many, 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 many decades ago. And, and even before that, I mean, uh, Sakuraba, I mean, from Japan, I mean, uh, more modern day, uh, Frank Shamrock, Ken Shamrock. So it, it's been, you know, uh, it's been around. Some of the greatest wrestlers have incorporated catch part of, of their style. Stu Hart, of course, the great, the great Stu Hart. Um, uh, Gene Anderson, I'm trying to think. Bob Backlund used a lot of catch wrestling in his day, for sure. I'm talking about some old school guys here, obviously. Uh, there's just been a, just a ton, a ton of guys. Uh, Luthez, the great Luthez, another guy. I'm trying to think now. But a lot of those guys back then, we'll go even further. Let's start Strangler Lewis, Ed, Str- Ed Lewis, Ed Sh- the Strangler Lewis, another athlete who was incorporating catch. So, it catches a it's a UK as a British term, okay? It's a as catch as catch can. That's what basically it comes from. Now, uh, catch is basically that's a, that's what you grasp someone. You it's a hold. You get a hold on them, okay? So that's kind of what the deal is, right? Now, okay. So when I broke in with Johnny Rods, the unpredictable Johnny Rods, you know, m- many years ago, thirty years ago, right? Okay, so you know we learned. Our base wrestling, which some would call, some would even call chain wrestling, for lack of better terms. Okay, we were taught that. Okay, and and some of us were taught an extensive version of it, or we had a passion for it, like myself, who went a little deeper going with it. And Johnny Rods uh, was a world traveled, successful professional wrestler. Now, many people <laughs> remember the guy who trained me um, as a guy who was as we call in the business, and I don't mean to sound negative, an underneath guy in WWF years ago, which means he lost a lot of his matches. You know, I don't like saying the J word. A lot of you guys know what that is because I don't believe in that word. So he was an underneath guy and got guys over, and that's he was paid handsomely for it and had a long, successful career for Vince Sr. and Vince Jr., our current Vince, in WWF. So he's also a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. So Johnny Rods has had a very successful career, but before the, all his success in WWF, I mean, he's wrestled all over the world, throughout Canada, throughout England, throughout Japan, throughout Mexico, um, uh, just Puerto Rico, his success there, the Caribbean islands. The man has wrestled worldwide for years and dominated and made a lot of money. So he's had so many different styles he's learned, and that's why learning under him was awesome years ago because he just took a potpourri of these different styles along with his own. He had a martial arts background. He had a boxing background. And he was a fucking walking weapon. A lot of people didn't realize about him, but he was. I mean, he was a tough, nasty guy. And I think a lot of the wrestlers from years ago in WWF that worked with Johnny Lott would agree with that statement. He was a tough, nasty son bitch. Now, he's still with us, Johnny. He's a little bit older now. I still wouldn't try the fucking guy because he's tough. So <laughs> he's older than me, but I still wouldn't try because he was a tough son bitch. He stretched me many a time when I was breaking in under him. Now, Johnny... um wrestled catch style okay now he did it more in the dojo with us in training than he did on tv because there was you know time he couldn't do it but maybe house shows he probably was doing it more but i know when i was coming up and i wrestled johnny on house shows not house shows i shouldn't say that on small independent shows that he was booking with other promoters you know, a lot of guys that were like his senior students, and once I got my sea legs under me and I had a couple of years under my belt, he'd book me to wrestle him 
on a lot of these shows because I was a little bit more advanced than the other students. And I, that's when I really would learn in front of people wrestling against him. And then we wouldn't talk about shit. We would just, you know, you weren't, I wouldn't go out to a locker room and say, what do you want to do? I knew what the finish was and that was it. He was over. I wasn't. And then we just wrestled. I mean, that's kind of how it was, was back then. And I learned so much doing that with veterans like Johnny and, and, and the catch style was there. So for me, it just organically, I just, you know, got pretty good at it. And then as my career evolved and got out of the Tasmaniac thing and got into an ECW and got into the, the human suplex machine, I started to incorporate catch heavily, but I did it a little bit different than a lot of the, uh, we see a lot of just, let's just say the British guys, the guys from the UK that were great at it from my generation, like a William Regal, like a Fit Finley, um, you know, Dave Taylor, you know, guys like this great awesome tacticians and practitioners of catch wrestling uh just they will pick apart your body uh, you know i i did it a little bit different than them i kind of sped it up a little bit just to fit my style that's all and so when you watched me early in ecw or early in the matches i should say not early years early in the matches i would use a plethora of different takedowns you know uh and and different joint locks and submissions um, into setting a tone in the match. So, you know, uh, no matter if it was going from uh, a lockup and then and getting a, into a side headlock and then a guy gets a top wrist lock, I reverse it, get into a hammer lock, um, sweep his leg, take him down, and, and maybe get a Kesakatami on the side and trap his head and get a hold on him, or maybe get a double wrist lock, which a lot of you people might know as a Kimura, okay, which is very similar to a Kimura, you know, so... It's a double wrist lock. So, I mean, I would incorporate a lot of that in my style in, in quickly in the match, you know, because I, it was a different time then in the mid-90s where the audience was very demanding. So now today, the wrestling audience are back to being old school, sophisticated, where you guys and girls want to see men and women exchange holds and actually wrestle. Hence why something like Jas Barnett, another great practitioner of catch wrestling and a former UFC champ and what his success was doing with Bloodsport, you know, you know, that catch style is very niche and very cool and badass. And that's why I talked earlier about MLW and they got a guy named Davey Boy Smith Jr., okay, who is the late great Davey Boy Smith's son, who is awesome at catch. Big, strong, tough dude Davey Boy Smith Jr. is. But he is legit at catch, and he wrestles a guy named Timothy Thatcher, who's also awesome at it. These are current today's wrestlers, and they were, they were in, this match was in MLW recently. And I'm going to, before we go to break, I'll tell you the time code, and you guys will watch this match with me, and I'll break it down for you. Anyway, um, I, the catch style to me is vital for wrestlers today and tomorrow because it's your base. You need to know your holds. I, I firmly believe young wrestlers need to know their holds. Catch will give you that. Catch, when done full, like almost in a shoot, catch is a, actually a very dangerous thing. It's a, it's it's complete joint locks, and if your opponent doesn't give up, you, you snap the joint. You snap the bone. I mean, that's kind of the old school, the hookers, the, the guys that would hook guys back in the day. You know, if the guy, you know, they would try each other in pro wrestling matches. And, if, you know, if a guy didn't fucking tap, you know, they'd break a guy's wrist, break a guy's arm. I and mean, shit happened. So that's the old school rough, tough guy shit that, you know, I believe in some of that still. And I believe in that during my prime. 
the thing is, catch is dangerous. And, and I mean that in a complimentary form. If used right, it can really hurt somebody bad. And that's why I've always felt like, why would anybody try to fuck around with a professional wrestler? Okay, because, see, you know, you understand, like, our base is this, is this chain wrestling catch style of joint manipulation. Okay, you're taught that. And and you have to master that before you learn how to run the ropes, okay? Because in true catch, you know, in true wrestling, you don't need ropes. You catch wrestling, you don't need ropes. I've always wanted to do a match in ECW with no ropes, kind of like the blood sport thing. Always wanted to do no ropes. I wanted to, do, I, I just love that. You know, just let's go in the middle and just go. You know, let's just go. And, you know, I, I just, I look at it like it's a base that's vital for young wrestlers to have. And why would you mess around with a pro wrestler? You know, when... When you go with different techniques and holds and submissions and joint locks that we learn as wrestlers, when you do them as a shoot, you can really snap somebody up bad, bad, bad. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it's it's a work. I understand that. But, you know, it's a work because we're working the holds a little bit. But catch is is a legitimate thing that's nasty and over the years the past i don't know how many years i don't know maybe 10 years or so you know uh that shoot style that shoot wrestling style which got really popular in japan and what uwfi and pancrase and all that stuff similar catch stuff and all that shoot wrestling that's kind of what that's kind of what catches it's derived from catch there's also the, the 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 chatter and the narrative of well who wins in a straight shoot a catch x a catch wrestling expert a catch wrestling athlete or a BJJ guy, you know, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy or, or straight jiu-jitsu guy, you know, who wins because of the, the mat work or or an awesome judo player who, who's a master at Niwaza mat work, you know, against a catch guy, you know, that shit's all badass. And, you know, I'm sure you can find stuff online like that, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I just want to give just a quick little chatter on, on catch uh, and get into that a little bit when you're there. And then uh, now I should say, so what we're going to do is this. We're going to watch this MLW match. So go on YouTube. Okay, go to the MLW YouTube page, um, which I subscribe to, and I suggest you do too. It's, it's pretty badass, and they have all their shows on there, and they do a great job. It's MLW, Major League Wrestling. And this match premiered August 5th, 2019. And la, la, la. It's episode 69. <laughs> Episode 69, and the title of it is ML, MLW Fusion, Episode 69, Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Tim, Timothy Thatcher. And go to the time code. I'm going to go to break here in a second. Go to the time code 3030. That's pretty simple to remember. And then uh, and then we'll talk about this match right here on the air. All right, so that's the deal. All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Sit tight. Be right back. We'll be right back with the warm, cuddly, fuzzy Taz. All right, here we go, guys. We're back here on the Taz Show. We're going to get into a little watch-along, some MLW Fusion, a match from a couple weeks back, as I said earlier, with Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Timothy Thatcher. So I gave you the time code. It's 30 30 minutes in, 30, 30, or 30, 31, it doesn't matter, somewhere in there. And, uh, and that's the deal. So we're going to, well, let's uh, dive right into this son of a gun here. All right, so I'm hitting play in a three, and a two, and a three, two, one. Boom, here we go. So, okay, so this is, uh, both guys are already in the ring here. You see a streamer hanging from the ropes because they did kind of the Japanese style before the match. I believe this taping 
was in uh, in New York City in Queens, and two big cats right here, Timothy Thatcher and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Big, thick, rugged dudes. Uh, both guys got to be well over six three ish in that vicinity, six six three, six four something. Both guys kind of going for a tie up, amateur wrestling style kind of tie up, just getting a claw on the back of the neck, kind of you know uh, getting control of the back of the head. And now Thatcher goes for an overhook of the arm of Davy Boy. Um, and both guys, and now going for like a hip toss, like Ogoshi hip toss, and then a nice high crotch counter by Davy Boy Smith into a takedown in judo that's called the Katagaruma. Okay, and now you see uh, looking for maybe a heel hook or an ankle lock, I should say, by Davy Boy, but nice counter and a cover by Timothy Thatcher. And now Thatcher has control from top. Uh, went to get some wrist control. Um, in the turtle position is Davy Boy Smith Jr. And now both men get to a vertical base and get up. Guess I can still do this uh, color commentary shit. So uh, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm giving you the real dealio here. I was, you know, I'm trying to break down your holds for you that you're watching these two cats too. So they're just feeling each other out. And to me, uh, they just they're locked up right now. But I'll talk in between this. I think it's awesome as Davy Boy gives a nice headlock takedown and head scissor by Tim Ta- Timothy Thatcher, and now a kick out and a kip up by uh, by Davy Boy Smith Jr. I think it's awesome that that these two young guys can go and they have the ability to do this, not just that, but the audience that's sitting in the building there in Queens, New York, uh, at MLW, that they are into this. Now it's an under and over grip by both men uh, and an underarm spin by Davy Boy Smith Jr. into a side headlock. It's not an arm drag. That was an underarm spin. Okay, that's a basic folk style, amateur wrestling style, high school wrestling, freestyle wrestling type of takedown. It's called an underarm spin. Um, Like I said, I think it's great that the audience is really enjoying this and and they're patient enough for this. You know, years back, like I said, during the mid-90s, late-90s, early 2000s, you might get people chanting, boring, boring, not appreciating this. Uh, That's gone now. It's sophistication today of the wrestling fan, which I think is awesome. Can this happen in WWE? Well, there's a plethora of wrestlers there that can do it. A guy like Drew Gulak can do this style. He's a catch guy. but And we've seen them do a little bit of that. But I think if they did it on Raw or Smacked on a regular basis, I, I don't think people would dig it that much, which is unfortunate because you got a lot of little kids, I think, that would get bored with it. We had a nice half Nelson by Thatcher into a counter, into a hammerlock by Davey Boy Smith. And just to give you guys a heads up, we're right around 33 minutes and 18 seconds and counting as far as where we are in this match on the YouTube. So I just think it's about the wrestling fan today where a, a promotion like an MLW, they've kind of educated their fan that they're going to give you a hybrid of all different styles from brawling to some comedy, obviously, to traditional pro wrestling, to strong style, to catch. They're a hybrid of all different styles of wrestling. Lucha, they have a lot of great Lucha talent for MLW. So you know what? I mean, I, I, you can't go wrong. If you're a wrestling fan, I mean, I get nothing to promote MLW, but I'm just telling you right now, they, they're going to give you a potpourri of everything. Um, so, you know, now we got Thatcher in control of the leg of Davy Boy, who's trying to turn to his stomach, which you got to be careful because that's what happens. You get caught in a half crab which is a very painful hold. Uh, Thatcher's got that on, right? He's got the, he's got the, what is it, the calf? He's got the heel hooked a little bit as he's got that uh, that half crab, and he's pulling up on Davy Boy. Really pulls up your groin. It hurts a lot. A single-leg Boston crab and a straight Boston crab hurts like a son of a bitch. No bullshit. I don't care if it's a work or not. I promise you they hurt, especially when you're big and thick like Davy Boy is. He's a big man. He's you know, he's got a similar physique, structure, muscular lines like his dad. He's a little taller than his dad. 
but his dad was jacked, as you guys know, and, and Davy Boy is too. So Davy Boy Jr., I should say, Harry Smith. Uh, controlling, again, the, the leg is, I should say, of, of Th- Thatcher's controlling the leg of, of Smith. So, you know, uh, now we got trying to get some control of the draw. Let's go, this Davy Boy. And now he's kicking the back and trying to get control. And that was quick right there. Let's pause. Let's pause. I want to show you something very, damn, this is important. This is what's tough to do if you're, we're paused right now. We're paused at 34.59. So let me slow down so you guys can get your shit right, okay? I'm not going to unpause. I'll let you know when I'm unpausing. I want to talk about something that Thatcher did. And this is what's tough to do for a lot of professional wrestling play-by-play and color commentators today because they might just not know from either not ever being a wrestler or not knowing how to grapple. You know, there's a big difference, <laughs> you know, knowing a grappling art or knowing how to grapple or you know, catch style or just the, how important hip placement is, even when you're on the mat, when you're down. So what I'm going to do here, we're going to just work with me here. We're backing up a little bit to, you're close, 34, uh, I think I'm right here, 34, la, la, la. I'm sorry about this, guys. Just bear with me. It's tough to do this. I want to say 34.25. And let's play. So we got Thatcher's got control again of the leg. And you're going to see Davy Boy tries to get some separation once he grabs. I think he's going to grab the jaw here. I'm trying to remember. The, I only watched this match. This is my second time watching the match. He kicks the back of Thatcher. He's trying to get separation from Thatcher. He grabs around the jawline of Thatcher. Thatcher still has Smith's leg. He kicks again. Now watch right there at 34.55. Thatcher quickly scoots his hips back into the crotch area of Smith, but then Smith gets out. Those little nuances, guys, those fucking little nuances are what brings out the realistic feel of wrestling. That little fucking thing right there, I get passionate, I get crazy about it. It makes a guy like Thatcher look legit because he is legit. That's the shit that's important. Placement of your feet when you have a hold on a guy. Placement of your hips. Placement of your knee. That's what catch wrestling is about. That's what guys who have a legitimate amateur background or jujitsu or judo background, any of the grappling arts, they understand. That's so important. All right, both men are up. 35-35 is the count where we are. Both guys are standing, vertical base, um, you know, trying to get positioning on each other, trying to feel each other out, making great eye contact with each other, a little round kick by Smith into the, the left quad of Thatcher. They're not rushing into nothing. I don't think they've hit the ropes yet. I don't think they have, and I don't think they're going to. Um, you know, single leg by Thatcher takes down Smith. Uh, again, going back to that left leg and controlling the, the, the lower leg of Smith. Smith's selling great here. So, again, control. And the people, now I watched this when it aired. People weren't shitting on this match. They were loving it. And they should. It's excellent. It's great stuff. And I want to see more of this in the business. I do. And I think we're going to. I think we're seeing some of it in, in, in defense. Uh, Side belly-to-belly suplex, different style, more of a folk style by Thatcher. Now, he figure fours with a figure four grip. Oh, they had a little edit there. I hate to spoil it for <laughs> Corp Hours Company. That was a little funky edit, but uh, let me back up. Uh, I can't do it. Let's just keep rolling. So, um, yeah, that he had a – I don't know what happened there. But anyway, um, <laughs> wasn't on my side. It wasn't on my end. Um Got control of the ankle, a uh, leg, a lower leg, an ankle, and with a kind of a leg lace uh, version right here by uh, by Thatcher, and keeping control. Great facial expressions by Thatcher too. He's got a great look. This guy, he's got you know 
typical low black boots, black socks, no knee pads. It's the shit I, you know, I did. I would never wear knee pads or black boots, singlet. He's got trunks on, you know, just where Davy Boy's going more of a little flashier style. He's got kick pads with, you know, the the Union Jack uh, knee pad uh, gimmick on his on his knees and stuff like that. You know, his knee pad design, I should say, and some funky uh, white and red kick pads. And now uh, they're seeing both guys from a sitting position as Thatcher has control of the leg. A couple of slaps to the face, strong style, clubbing blows and stuff like that. And now uh, trying to stand up, slapping. David was slapping the heck out of uh, out of Thatcher. Nice headbutt. The break. He's trying to break control, break the hold. Again, that's that strong style. It's a physical. Bring some pro wrestling to it without hitting the ropes. Love this shit, dude. When I when we were we had the ECW House of Hardcore, the wrestling school, man. I, we did this shit all the time, yo. We didn't hit the ropes, man. We wrestled. Guys like myself, guys like Perry Saturn, other guys would come in. We would just go. We'd shoot. We call it high noon. Shoot out at high noon on Thursdays. We'd just shoot. Um, all right, both guys. I'm chatting up myself here. Sorry. Both guys are standing. Uh, now it looks like going for uh, flying on, going into a juji, a cross arm breaker, juji katami. Uh, from standing into the into, onto the ground goes uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Nice counter into an ankle lock by Thatcher, uh, and again Davy Boy tries to kick him off, but Thatcher is tenacious with that ankle lock, and you know basically locks up and knee bars the whole leg while he's the ankle lock. So great stuff. Uh, I used to use this hold. This hold is at right now. I used to use a whole lot. Thirty eight fifty one. Um, I would use this ankle lock years ago in ECW at times into the knee bar. Um, loved it. Loved it. Davey Boy's trying to get to the rope. He's teasing. He's not teasing. He's, he's contemplating tapping. He's trying to get himself to the bottom rope so the hold can be broken because this hold is, is it's almost insane to try and counter out of it. It's very difficult. But Davey Boy's giving it a shot. He's standing up. And look at that. Nice. Goes in. That's a strong son of a bitch. He goes into a stand. People are popping. Goes into a standing into a sharpshooter. Um, you know, uh, awesome, awesome stuff right there. The way he did that, that counter, uh, very good right there. It's tough to counter that hole, but he showed some serious athleticism, David Boy, and strength. Both guys now selling. They're both, they're not doing anything. They're just down right now, letting the people absorb it. It's been a real physical, even battle for the most part. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's been more Thatch. The story, the physical story is Thatch has got the heat and control of the left leg. So it hasn't really been even. It's been Thatcher with the upper hand controlling the leg. Now, both guys are, you know, uh, nice stiff forearm shiver by Thatcher. Davey's probably going to, Davey Boy Smith's probably going to come back with his own forearm. He sure does. They're in the middle of the ring. They're going to go blow for blow here, it looks like. With some stiff forearms, a bolo-like uppercut forearm by Thatcher. And now here comes Davey, probably another straight traditional forearm shiver right across the jawline of Thatcher. Thatcher's got these great facial expressions. Both guys are being super dramatic here, uh, making eye contact, putting their foreheads into each other, show that real intensity. Let's fucking go. Thatcher's bringing some uppercut shots to the chest. A third one counter and probably a backslide looks like here by Davey Boy Smith Jr. But Thatcher's fighting off the backslide. And, again, this is catch style. And there he gets the backslide. One, two, probably kicking out. Yeah, he inches out of it, Thatcher, into a small package uh, by Davey Boy on Thatcher. And now a counter on a small package, his own small package, Thatcher small packages Smith 
And now we get a headbutt to the gut to slow down Thatcher from Smith. And Smith comes again. Boom. Slap across the face. Physicality is awesome right here. Okay. Love this shit. God, we need more of this on American wrestling TV. This is great stuff, MLW. Sunset flip. It might be the first time I hit the ropes. I saw Sunset flip by Thatcher and uh, counter pin by, by Thatcher on Smith. And they're doing some roll through pins and kick out, kick out, one, two, kick out, one, two, two, kick out, that type deal. Uh, O'Connor roll, boom, into a back bridge. Nice bridge by Davey Boy Smith, but no good. Couldn't get the win. Thatcher kicks out. Davey's surprised. Thatcher, they do a little replay here. They're showing us a replay. Nice roll through into the back bridge, but a quick kick out. I like that. I like that Thatcher kicked out quicker than you normal. Normally, it would be a kick out on two on that. He didn't he kicked out kind of quick, which I liked. I thought it was good. Forearms, blows for blows in the middle of the ring by these two big raw bone son of a bitches, and they're throwing some haymakers as the cliche goes um, <laughs> in the middle of the ring and a kick to the gut. Just bringing some Japanese strong style, some slaps and chops um, towards each other. You know, David was slapping the heck, and now. Thatcher's come back with these open hand slaps. They're just exchanging. Looks like a German suplex is in the future here, and it happens for Thatcher. Keeps the clasp of the uh, waist lock, uh, the gut wrench waist lock by David Boy Smith Jr. on Thatcher. Both guys slowly get into their base, and you see this kind of, you see the Japanese style. Nice switch uh, from a knee and into his own German goes Thatcher. Again, traditional catch wrestling style or, or you know, Greco-Roman wrestling. Just, just that's what these elements are that we're watching. It's just great stuff done right. God, I wish I was young and healthy. I'd fucking love to work with either of these cats right in the middle of the fucking ring. <laughs> I, I miss doing this. I miss training people in this. I miss doing this. Um, waist lock, uh, reverse. Oh, nice standing switch by David Boy Smith into another back uh, suplex, a German suplex. He's hanging on to his grip, going for another German. He nails another German. Does Davy Boy Thatcher's in trouble? And Thatcher, you see him quickly reach for a rope, but he doesn't get it. Keeping the grip. Uh-oh. Now he's going overhook. Davy Boy Smith's going overhook on Thatcher. And now he's going for, again, this slow, methodical catch style. That's where I did things. I went faster with it. I'm not saying this is bad. This is traditional. It's a double overhook right now by Davy Boy Smith going probably into a Tiger suplex. Yep, that's it. Tiger suplex with a bridge by Big Davy Boy Smith Jr. Nice job. Nice bump by Thatcher. The double overhooks, okay, into now play by play guys that wrestle that do this for a living. They're listening to this and they're getting their free fucking uh their free lesson from Taz. And they go in the air and, and do it. So um <laughs> that's what happens. Trust me. I, I watch enough WWE and hear the announcing, and trust me. Um anyway, uh, they think I don't know, but I know. So uh, you know, now it's match is still going on. Knee strike uh, right there by uh, Davy Boy and just a punt kick right to the chest. You know, uh, you know, you see, you see that just keeping separation from each other. Where Davy Davy Boy's got the uh, intent. Oh, a nice Kamora lock into a roll by um, a double wrist lock Kamora lock by Thatcher into the Juji Katami, the cross arm breaker, and he's trying to break the grip of Davy Boy, and he's he's punching his stomach. Chopping at his neck, and boom, oh, he didn't get it. I thought he locked him out. He didn't lock him out. Yeah, Thatcher's going for this lockout, this armbar, and doing it the right way, trying to break the grip by using his boot. He's doing everything physical to break the grip, and now he locks out the Juji and, and the cross arm breaker. And, and Davy Boy looks like he might tap, but he should probably roll. There you go. Roll towards the hold, and he gets 
his opponent onto his back and keeps himself on his knees and breaks the hold. That's the way you get out of that type of arm bar. You roll into it. Uh, you don't roll away from it. So you break, break your arm. And now the strength of Davy Boy lifting up Thatcher while Thatcher has the head scissored, slams Thatcher. Thatcher's hurting. And boom, it looks like cross-face hold here by um, by nice cross-face. And there's the tap out by Davy Boy Smith Jr. Good stuff. We're stopping right there. Boom. Uh, good stuff. Loved it. Great job by both men. Really enjoyed that a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed me calling it, give you a little education to it. Uh, hit me up on the Twitter. Tell me if you liked it or not. Um, put these guys over. They did a great job. And if you're new to MLW, jump on it. Uh, they do a great. They do a great show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's an all different type. They do great program promos. There's some ECW elements, like old school, but yet they have their own style too. I don't know. I just I I really enjoy. I put them over a lot out here. You guys know that. So so that's the deal. Hope you enjoyed episode 699. I know I love doing it. I appreciate it. Uh, if you're not download to this show, please download it and share the show with people. Tell people this fucking guy, Taz, is running the game. RTG. He's out here running the game. He's at 7 Hondo. Okay, he's doing something right, the son of a bitch. Okay, he's doing something right. All right, we got episode 700 coming at you at the end of the week. I'm Taz. You're not. Thank you, guys. In the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people